Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Tuesday morning. It is Tuesday, the 23rd of May, 2023. Good to be with you. Daniel Pettigrew in the chair, as per usual, for the next hour here on Tradies News in a nutshell. And we are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Open line number, as always, 1300 01 If you want to get in touch, or you can text 0457-736-736 if you want to flick a text over the course of the next hour. And that is all before breakfast in Sydney uh, this morning with Vossi and James Magnuson. Brandy will join the boys from New South Wales State of Origin camp as they uh, get a bit closer to game day. Eight days to go, so we'll hear from Brandy throughout the course of the show. And for our Queensland listeners, Pat and Heels on the air from 6am after the news. But plenty for us to get through. Lots of State of Origin uh, talk, as you can imagine. Be more uh, news around as well regarding uh, the 18th team, the next 18th team. Papua New Guinea seem to have got their uh, noses in front again, so we'll talk about that as well. A bit of news around the football uh, going on, cricket as well. So there's a lot of sport uh, happening around the place, but most importantly, want to hear from you. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 or 0457-736-736. Now, usually on a Tuesday, we speak uh, football with John Gallo. He will not join me today, unfortunately. He'll be back with me a bit later on in this week, but... Uh, we are going to have a double dose of Chris Perkins. We spoke to him yesterday in America, uh, and we've got a lot more to talk to him about. So we thought we'd give him a bit more time today and have a chat with him. But we will keep you up to date with EPL. In fact, we'll talk EPL uh, with Chris and also in just a second as well because there is a game about to get underway. So lots to get through on this Tuesday morning. 0457 736 736, our text number, or you can uh, call the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy at 2 and a half past 5. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Yeah, before we get to the news of the day, there is an EPL match just underway. Two minutes gone uh, between Newcastle and Leicester City. It is nil all uh, between Newcastle and Leicester City. It's an interesting game as well, this, uh, with one more game, uh, one more weekend to come. Newcastle are in third position. They're sitting on 69 points, but uh, Man United are in fourth on 69. Liverpool are in fifth on 66 points. Uh, so an important game for Newcastle to win and uh, basically, you think, wrap up a top four spot. Whilst for Leicester City, uh, they're sitting in a 19th position on 30 points. They are only a point behind Leeds United, who are on 31. Uh, they're also in the relegation zone. Southampton are done and dusted. They're on 24. But then just above Leicester City and Leeds is Everton on 33. Uh, Nottingham Forest uh, seem to be uh, relatively safe now on 37, but really does seem to be a battle between Everton, Leeds United and Leicester City on who is going to be uh, relegated along with Southampton. So really important game for both of these teams uh, this morning. We'll keep you up to date with it. Three minutes gone. It is Newcastle and Leicester City nil all. Newcastle and Leicester City nil all. And just speaking of the EPL as well, we saw just uh, the other not other day uh, Man City wrap up yet another English Premier League title. It's just an amazing feat. And talking to John throughout the year and just talking about it throughout the show, there was a long part of the season where you thought Arsenal was just going to go on and win the competition. It was basically theirs to lose, uh, which they did indeed lose. Uh, Sorry to any Arsenal fans listening. But it got me thinking, another fantastic um, display by Man City. They're one of the great sporting success stories over 
really the past 10, 15, 20 years. But what are the other great sporting franchises? What are the great sporting teams of the past that have won multiple titles? Or an athlete. doesn't just have to be a team. Can you think of another team or another athlete that has won multiple titles, been exciting to watch, been as successful as Man City have been over the last 10, 15, 20 years? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. The great sporting teams, the great sports people of the last, well, whenever, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, if you want to go back that long. The great sporting teams of the past, just like Man City are at the moment in the English Premier League. 0457 736 736, our text number, or you can call the open line anytime, 1300 011170. The great sporting teams of the past, who's won multiple titles? Who's been very good? Who's been exciting to watch? Let me know. 1300 011170 or 0457 736 736. And also with State of Origin on the horizon, uh, only uh, eight more sleeps to go. We may do this a couple of times throughout the series. Your great State of Origin moments. Uh, we've seen so many amazing finishes in State of Origin, so many great games over the years since it began in 1980. So give me some of your great State of Origin moments just to get you a little more excited for next Wednesday's opening clash between New South Wales and Queensland. Your great State of Origin moments, 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Let's get into uh, some State of Origin news as well. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. So he was a bit of a shock inclusion, wasn't he, into that team uh, for New South Wales. It wasn't really on anyone's radar before those teams came out. Um, but he's there. Um, and he walked into State of Origin camp on Monday and wasted no time expressing his regret at his previous praise for Queensland and promising to bring some fire and brimstone to the Blues. Uh, now, we know New South Wales coach Brad Fittler didn't need any convincing. He had forgiven Pangai Jr. some time ago. But the Bulldogs and Forces still needed to make peace with the Blues fans, who recalled his decision to turn his back on New South Wales to play for Tonga before declaring his love for Queensland and his desire to help then-coach Kevin Walters prepare the Maroons for an Origin series. At that time, Pangai Jr. thought his chances of playing for New South Wales were done and dusted. On Sunday night, we know that all changed. Pangai Jr. said, I guess I was just young. At the time, my heart and soul was with Tonga. From a competitive point, my drive was yearning to play the top level and play at the pinnacle. I was just young. As a kid, I loved Greg Inglis and Israel Folau. They were my favourite players, so I followed them. Wherever they played, I just followed. He was also asked about offering to help uh, Walters with, uh, uh, with the Maroons, and Pangai Jr. said, I think that was just my relationship with Kevin. Even though he sacked me two years ago, I still love him. There is still a lot of regret about saying that. I just didn't think I'd be good enough to be here. Like I said, the competitive drive in me, I wanted to test myself against the best. I don't think it's a huge issue. Uh, people say silly things uh, along the way. Um, but what do you make of that New South Wales team now that it has been officially named? Tedesco at fullback, Tuo and O'Kara on the wings, Mitchell and Trevojevic in the centres, Jerome Luai, 5'8", they can theory halfback. Uh, they've named Tafita Pangai Jr. to start. We'll see what happens there. And along with Payne Haas, Uppy Coruscant, the hooker. Uh, second row is Tyson Frizzell and Hudson Young also to start. The Lockford Isaiah Yo interchange benches. It stands at the moment as Junior Paulo, Cameron Murray, Liam Martin and Nico Hines. Stephen Crichton will be the 18th man after uh, Campbell Graham pulled out with injury. What do you make of it? 
Now, I th- wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of late changes to that side that's been named there. Um, is, is it an interesting sign? I, I Look, not a bad side. Queensland have named a very good side, though, as well. Uh, Reese Walsh at fullback. We were talking about it yesterday, weren't we? And I think a lot of people thought that Caelan Ponga was just going to be an automatic selection at fullback. I have to say, and I know he got concussed on Saturday afternoon in the game for the Knights against the Cronulla Sharks, but I thought he would be there. I thought probably his game the week before had done enough to seal it, but I, I just wonder if there was some underlying concerns about the fact that he had to go off for a concussion test on Saturday about his health as well. Um, there is some news around Caitlin Ponga in club football land we'll get to shortly as well. What do you reckon? Uh, Reese Walsh, good I Look, uh, he's been playing very well for the Broncos and does deserve his chance, no doubt about it. Just slightly surprised they didn't go for Caelan Ponga. Uh, just on Campbell Graham as well, he has withdrawn from the Blues squad through injury. Now, he sustained a sternum injury against Parramatta on Friday night and told New South Wales officials he can't train this week. Uh, so, he, as I just said, Stephen Crichton has been called into New South Wales' extended squad for state of origin. Crichton uh, joined the camp yesterday and... Um, South said for a number of weeks, Graham has been managing his training loads at the beginning of each week to allow him to be fit on game day. Unfortunately, this meant he would not be able to be fully involved in the Blues' early sessions this week, and as a result, they withdrew him from the squad. Graham will return to the Rabbitoh squad and has yesterday and will be assessed throughout the week as to whether he is fit to play in Saturday's game against the Canberra Raiders. Interesting to see if he does end up playing on Saturday for the Canberra Raiders, uh, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs against the Canberra Raiders. Probably wouldn't uh, shock me. Now, uh, front page story of the Daily Telegraph today in Sydney about the 18th team. And we've been talking about this for quite some time, haven't we? Um, at least the past couple of months. And we know that the ideal goal is to get to 20 teams at some point. Uh, I think originally the goal was by the time the Queensland Olympics are on, the Brisbane Olympics are on in 2032. Uh, but an 18th NRL team based in Papua New Guinea could become a reality uh, with a senior rugby league executive holding talks in Port Moresby with local football officials about the possible introduction of a Pacifica team. So Australian Rugby League Commissioner Kate Jones uh, joined a trade mission to Papua New Guinea last week at the invitation of the federal government and has returned positive about the process uh, progress being made. Uh, So this is interesting. As I said, a lot of talk about a Perth team, a lot of talk about a Pacifica team, maybe another Queensland team, a second New Zealand team in Wellington. Uh, But she said uh, the other day, yesterday, if a licence was granted on passion alone, Papua New Guinea would be a front runner. But there is still a lot of work to do. The chairman, Peter Philandes, has made it very clear that it is now rather than, sorry, it is now when rather than if there will be an 18th team in the NRL. But what that looks like is still to be determined. The undertaking I've made on behalf of the commission is that I will continue to work closely with Papua New Guinea NRL and our Pacific neighbours on expansion. We need to go through all of the steps that any term uh, team established has long-term sustainability. So the next step for the commission was to work on plans with the government and Papua New Guinea officials to identify the challenges in bringing a team to the Pacific and how to address those. Uh, She said, we intend to have another meeting with the federal government in coming weeks to discuss some of the issues that have been working through. Uh, We know the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, is also known to uh, have privately advocated uh, the use of foreign aid budget to help fund his plans for rugby league uh, uh, in the Pacific. Uh, Interesting, 
again, it does seem that this Pacifica team is pushing ahead, ahead of a Perth team, a second New Zealand team, um, or anywhere else. If we get to get to 20 teams by 2032, so we've had 17 teams now, that means we have to add three more teams. Where are they based for you? I know we've asked this a while ago. We asked what the next team should be. But if you had to add three more teams to the NRL competition by, let's say it is 2032, where would you put them? Would it be a Pacifica team? Would maybe the Bears come back in some kind of fashion? Maybe a second New Zealand team, maybe based in Wellington, another Queensland team, somewhere. I know the other week they were floating, uh, putting another Melbourne team in, another Victoria team in. So if you had to pick your three teams, where are they going to be based? Where do you put them? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Where would you put the three teams that they want to have a 20-team 20 com- 20 competition? Where would you put them? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I'm still a firm believer that Perth would be a very good 18th team, but they might get there anyway, uh, whether it be the 18th, 19th or 20th team. So three spots around Australia, New Zealand, uh, the Pacific area, where would you put your three remaining NRL teams to make it a 20-team competition? Interested to hear your thoughts on that. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And just before our first break of the morning, just some football news. Uh, the Socceroos have landed a rematch with world champions Argentina next month in Beijing which Football Australia boss James Johnson says is uh, is not only a chance for improved relations between the Australian and Chinese governments, but a sign of Australia's increasing prominence in football politics. Now, six months on from their memorable round of 16 clash in Qatar, in which the Socceroos pushed the eventual World Cup winners all the way, Australia will again face Argentina on June 15 at Beijing Workers' Stadium. It will be the first time since 2020 that a senior Australian national sporting team has played in China, and represents, as Johnson put it, a flexing of football's competitive advantage over rival codes. So that match is going to be on June 15 against Argentina in China. Um, and I'll tell you what, I remember watching, as all of you would have watched, I'm sure, that Socceroos-Argentina match in the World Cup, and they came very close to beating them. They had a lot of chances. So good to see the Socceroos uh, getting more prominence on the world stage after their effort in the World Cup last year, and 100% uh, deserved let's hope they can continue to build on that as we head towards the next World Cup in, what, three years' time. Uh, 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call the open line anytime. 1300 01 1170. In that EPL match, 14 minutes gone. It's still Newcastle and Leicester City nil all. Asking you this morning, the great sporting teams of all time. After Man City won yet another English Premier League title, what's been some of the great sporting teams of all time? Your favourite state of origin moments as well? After uh, the two teams, both New South Wales and Queensland, were named uh, yesterday as we head to state of origin game number one in Adelaide, only eight days until that gets underway. So some of your favourite state of origin moments of all time. Plus, if you're going to put three teams to get the NRL to a 20-team competition, in the next nine years, where do your three teams go? Is it Perth? Is it the Pacifica? Is it New Zealand? Is it somewhere else that I didn't mention? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Stack of texts coming in. I'll get to them in just a second, plus some more news of the day. It is 16 and a half past five. You're listening to Tradies News in a nutshell on this Tuesday morning. 
Uh, 19 minutes gone in the English Premier League game between Newcastle and Leicester City. Still, oh, 20 minutes gone. It's still nil all between Newcastle and Leicester City. Usually talk to John Gallo on a Tuesday. Uh, he won't be with me today. He'll be back later on in the week. But we are going to have a double dose of Chris Perkins, who I know is a Newcastle United fan. So we're watching that game very closely. A couple of texts for you on this Tuesday morning asking you great sporting teams of all time. You're speaking of the EPL. We saw Man City win yet another title, and there may be more for them to come for uh, to come for them this year in terms of other titles in the world of football. But asking you the great sporting teams of the past. Uh, this one from Chase. He says the New England Patriots. Uh, yes, really, really good nomination there. Maybe we can ask Chris about that. Actually, we will ask Chris about that. Um, and in terms of the new NRL teams, where would you place your new NRL teams? If you just switch the radio on, uh, Papua New Guinea or the Pacifica team seems to have got their nose back in front after... Kate Jones, one of the ARL commissioners, uh, went over there to have a chat um, with in trade talks. Um, and we know the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, is a fan. But we know the NRL want to get to basically 20 teams. That's their ideal number by 2032. Whether that happens or not, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you think in nine years they'd have to start moving quickly. But anyway, Arthur from Paddington says, Hi, Daniel. My three new NRL teams would be one in Papua New Guinea or a Pacifica team. The second one, the Ipswich Jets. So another Queensland team. I don't mind that idea. There's, I think there's another text saying something similar. And three, Wellington in New Zealand. Look, that last one, Arthur, good text. Wellington in New Zealand. I think we um, have to... Potential. Well, look, I, I would be going Perth next. Um, I like the idea of a Pacifica team. Um, I do, though, like the idea of another team in New Zealand as well. Now, obviously, rugby union is the dominant sport uh, in New Zealand, but rugby league is building over there, especially with the early success this year of the Warriors as well. Um, I, I still think there is a market for a second New Zealand team and put them in Wellington. I know there has been some people say if there is going to be a second New Zealand team, maybe don't put it in a Wellington, maybe put it in another city. But I think it would be, if you're going to introduce a second um, team into New Zealand, I think you have to put it in uh, what is the capital of New Zealand, Wellington, with an already built, made stadium for it. Um, I think it is a no-brainer. Um, and I still think, I don't know whether it'd be the next one, but I do think a second New Zealand team would definitely help grow rugby league in New Zealand. Uh, make it more of a dominant sport. Whether it would ever overtake Rugby Union as the number one football code would be remain, remains to be seen, and it would be a long, hard road to do that. But I think it would definitely help. Good text, Arthur. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Asking great sporting teams of the past. Um, obviously here at a local level, the Dragons, uh, 11 premierships in a row. But who else is there? Great sporting athletes as well. Um, that may have gone on uh, to win various titles in the sport of their choosing. Uh, the great origin moments of all time. The excitement levels, I think, are a little down about State of Origin this year. So we're trying to pick them up this morning uh, as we get a bit closer. Uh, just over a week away, teams have now been named for State of Origin number one. So the great origin moments of all time. And uh, with that news story about the PNG team, the Pacifica team, um, where would you put your three remaining NRL teams? If they're going to be, if it's going to be a 20 competition, 20 team competition, where would you put your three remaining NRL teams? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Just a bit more rugby league news floating around outside of the origin landscape. And Chanel Harris-Savita 
will end his rugby league hiatus after the New Zealand Warriors announced he, yesterday he would rejoin the NRL club on a two-year deal from next season. Now, we know the 24-year-old half walked away from rugby league at the end of last season, citing the need for a break, having lost his passion for the game. Uh, having not played since the World Cup final for Samoa in England, Harris DeVita has rediscovered his hunger. Uh, Chanel was only 23 when he made an incredibly brave decision to take time out from the game. Andrew McFadden, the Warriors General Manager of Recruitment, Pathways and Development, said, but while he wanted to experience life away from training as a professional athlete, the door was always open to him if he wanted to return to the Warriors. We stayed in touch, and as soon as he arrived home, we met to talk about a contract for him next season. Chanel is a quality player, and at just 24, he still has a lot of football in front of him. He's refreshed, loves the Warriors, and is really excited about what's happening in all areas of the club. We know he's a very versatile, versatile player, uh, can play in the halves or fullback. And just before we go to Tim on the open line on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, what about the Warriors next year? I mean, they're playing well this year. They, they could still potentially do something in this year's competition. But Harris Tavita, uh, Ronald Volkman, Luke Metcalf on the books. Uh, also in talks to keep Sean Johnson there. And don't forget Roger Tuivasa-Shek coming back into the Warriors squad next year. You feel like they're building something pretty special over there in New Zealand after a few hard years due to COVID. Uh, we'll see what they could do this year. And look, they have a big chance to make the top eight, maybe go further. But next year, they've got an awesome team. Um, and maybe, maybe sometime in the next few years, we may see the Warriors reach that full potential and we talk about rugby league in New Zealand. How good would it be to see the Warriors win a competition? And what a boost in the arm it would be for rugby league in New Zealand. Can you see it happening? Look, with these players, you wouldn't rule it out, especially Roger coming back. Let's go to the open line. one three hundred oh one e 1170 is our number. Tim from Barrels on the line. Morning, Tim. Morning, mate. How are you going? Very well, mate. How's Barrel this morning? Nice and cold, I assume. Oh, very chilly, very, very frosty <laughs> and cold. Yes, I can, I can mate, I've got a, uh, yeah, three, uh, for all three of your things, mate. Um, my favourite state of origin moment, Joey John's coming back. Uh, yeah. I was there at the uh, home bush when it happened, and it was just, uh, yeah, just amazing night to be there and something I'll always remember, absolutely. Yeah, great comeback, um, wasn't it? It was, yeah, fan, yeah fantastic, oh. fantastic moment for him and fantastic moment for New South Wales as well. Just the best side. Um, great sporting teams. I'm a bit biased, mate, but mm. the Parramatta team of the 80s, yep. I think just Sterling Kenny, just the names in that, just an exceptional team. Four premierships in that decade. Uh, doesn't get much better in that. Yep, very, very good domination. Great uh, team. Uh, you would hope that soon that Parramatta could win another competition. It must be must be hard, no, hard so. for you, mate. It must be very hard. They came close. Uh, and they showed signs. You have to have your heart on your sleeve being a Parramatta supporter, mate, yes. for sure. Yes. Now, um, now, national, national rugby league is what it's called, and we're not national, so I'd love to see Perth again. Yep. Um, a, bit, a bit of a controversial choice, Adelaide. Mm hmm. Uh, and then we need something around the, the mid north coast, Port Macquarie. So okay. put the Bears up there and have the, the north coast Bears. Adelaide uh, is an interesting one. I agree with you on Perth. I think that should probably be the next team. But I, I like I, I know people would say no to Adelaide, and they're not the obvious one. But I've actually been to a couple of games in Adelaide. Of course, we've got State of Origin there next week. Um, and whilst I don't think it would be as easy market to crack as Perth, where I think there is already a market for rugby league, 
it wouldn't be probably in my three if I if there's only three teams that can come in, but I wouldn't be totally against it either. You are right. We are called the National Rugby League, and uh, we've managed to build a market in Melbourne. Uh, I don't see why we wouldn't be able to build a fan base in Adelaide as well. And look, the Port Macquarie idea, not a bad one uh, as well. I think everyone will be wondering if the Bears do come back in some way, shape or form, whether it be in Perth or somewhere else. Because, now, look, there's always been, and I said on the show last week, Tim, I don't know if you're listening or not, but North Sydney or the Bears, they have so many passionate fans, even now that go to New South Wales Cup games. It would be great to see them back in the competition in some way, shape or form. Absolutely, absolutely. Tim, thank you, mate. Great call. Enjoy, Barrel. Call anytime, mate. Thanks again, buddy. Bye. You can join Tim on the open line anytime, one 1170 or you can text 0457-736-736. Uh, just before a couple more texts, then a break. Just some news uh, around Kalen Ponga. Now, not related to Origin, or not strictly related to Origin anyway. So we know uh, he was overlooked for that fullback role. Um, and he said yesterday, I spoke to uh, him this morning, uh, uh, this is Peter Parsori saying this about Caelan Ponger. I spoke to him this morning and he's a bit disappointed about Origin, but he appreciated the phone call from Billy Slater. He's fine to play this weekend, but it looks like he is now poised to return to that fullback position at the Newcastle Knights for the match against Manly this weekend. So Ponger is going to replace Lockie Miller, who has been dropped to New South Wales Cup, it looks, after a poor performance against Cronulla. Of course, we'll know this all for sure a little later on with Team this Tuesday. Now, the Knights deny the move with Ponga to fullback is to avoid the collisions that come with defending at 5'8". We know, as I said earlier on the show, he had a blinder against the Titans but struggled last week in the loss to the Sharks. Tyson Gamble returned to the Knights' starting lineup in the 5'8 position. Um, Look, I I know Adam O'Brien, and and I've mentioned this a couple of times, he was on breakfast here over the summer months, uh, I think it was with Jimmy and Michael Carianos was doing breakfast. Anyway, he was on with uh, the boys, and they basically said, or he basically said that Caelan Pong has been training at 5'8 all summer long, all off-season. Um, and he started there, but obviously played the first two games there, then got injured and has come back in recent times. And as I said, had a great game against the Titans. I, I do think, though, having watched the Newcastle Knights team um, most weeks, uh and for the majority of the year, Kalen Ponga has been out. Now, they don't win that game against the Titans a couple of weeks ago if Kalen Ponga doesn't play. If he's out, they probably don't win. So there is that point that he is definitely a versatile player and definitely, when he's at his best, is the Knights' best player. But he's still, I think, a little inconsistent. Um, and we know he struggled last week again, a weekend against the Sharks. Lockie Miller had been playing really good footy and has... Dropped in form over the past couple of weeks. Why he's got? That's why he's probably going to go back and play New South Wales Cup. I, I still think the Knights with Caelan Ponger at fullback would probably be better than the Knights with Caelan Ponger at five eight. I still think fullback's his best position. Um, forget all the concussion talk, and there's probably valid points about that. But I don't mind the idea of Caelan Ponger, Ponger playing fullback and Tyson Gamble, who played very well in that five eight position when Ponger was out. And had a very good combination with Jackson Hastings coming into that 5-8 position. I think, to be honest, and look, Lockie Miller is a good player and he'll return. And we may see him return back to fullback in a few weeks' time and Callum Ponga back to 5-8. But I do think for the whole makeup of the Knights side, and I'm not saying Callum Ponga can't play 5-8, he clearly can. But I think on balance, I think 
it's a good uh, point and a good move to move Caelan Ponga back to fullback and put Tyson Gamble or fine eighth. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And on the way to the break, a text here from Frank. He, uh, he says, uh, obviously great teams include the New South Wales Rugby League team, undefeated for 20 years to the point Queensland was so humiliated they had to beg New South Wales to agree to loan them players to keep them playing. Uh, thank you, Frank. And this one from the Yeovil Treeman. He says, hi, Dan. My three teams will be Perth, Pacifica, and another Melbourne team to create a crosstown rivalry in that sports mad city. Well, there was talk, wasn't there, Yeovil Treeman, just the other week about potentially putting in a second Victorian team. Everyone sort of scoffed at it. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if it happens at some point. But I don't know if it would be in the next three. But you never know. Peter Volandi's not against it. What about you? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. Break on the other side of this. We'll have another chat with Chris Perkins in America. It is coming up to 26 to 6. Just before we talk to Chris, a couple of texts. This one, hi, Dan, for the greatest team ever. Have to hard to go past the All Blacks, an all-time 76% winning percentage since starting in 1903 with more wins than losses against every opponent. Another all-time great that was both dominant and a crowd puller would be Tiger Woods. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, we've been lucky to live in an era that is and now, well, really is over, but in that era of Tiger Woods and golf, Roger Federer and tennis, uh, two of the greatest of all times, uh, of all time, at the same time. Uh, thank you for the text. And this one, best sporting teams. One, Queensland Origin team. Two, the New England Patriots. Three, Boston Celtics. Four, the Australian female cricket team uh, in all forms. Yes, they, they sort of get overlooked, don't they? But 100% and five, Bayern Munich. Thank you. That text from Dan. Let's do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Yes, now usually uh, this time on a Tuesday morning, I'm talking to John Gallo, all things English Premier League. Uh, he won't be with me today, uh, quite obviously, but he'll be back later on in the week. However, we've got Chris Perkins, who is across, even though he is in America. He's across everything happening in the English Premier League as well. So we'll talk a bit of football with him and then some of the other stuff happening in America. And as I go to Chris, 38 minutes gone in that game between Newcastle and Leicester City, nil all. And I believe you're watching that at the moment, Chris. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Yeah, I'm sitting here uh, in Dallas, Texas on a Monday afternoon um, with, with it on my iPad. Got the USA Network on, which carries a lot of Premier League games. So that's how I'm spending my Monday afternoon, watching watching my guys, Newcastle, try to lock down a Champions League berth as uh, Newcastle gets it into the box. Uh, shot blazed into Rosette from outside the box. So still nil-nil. Very, very good. And we're talking about great sporting uh, teams of all time as well. Um, and Man City, it's 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 amazing when you think about Man City, isn't it? Um, and you don't really have to be a big football slash soccer fan to know what Man City have done and appreciate the success. And especially this year, and I said earlier on in the show about how they got to the point where Arsenal looked like, well, what's theirs to lose? And then they went on to lose it. But just over the past 10, 15, 20 years, Man City has been not just one of the great success stories of English sport. It's been one of the great success stories of world sport. Yeah, and think about where they were 20 years ago. They were mm. playing in the third tier of English football. They had fallen that far. They, you know, they'd been 
you know, a first division slash Premier League uh, stalwart for most of the time, and then really fell on hard hard financial times, uh, and their their place in the table suffered. A couple of relegations, all the like I said, all the way down to the third tier. And, and what they've been able to do the last twelve years. I mean, you think about this: they've won three Premier League titles in a row now. They've won five of the last six. They've won seven of the last. 12 mm. Premier League titles. This is a dynasty in, in the Premier League. I, in, you know, quite honestly, on par with what Manchester United had done uh, under Sir Alex Ferguson uh, as manager. So uh, it's it, it's a great time to be a City fan. I don't see them going anywhere else. And, and for Pep Guardiola, their manager, think about this stat. His last 14 years as a manager, mm. he's won 11 titles. 11 championships in, in his various stops around Europe uh, between Germany, uh, Spain, and, um, and England. Uh, it's j- just been an incredible run. 11 and 14, that's Boston Celtics of the 60s territory right there. Mm. And that's one of the greatest dynasties uh, of all time in world sports. That, that the, the eight-time, eight-in-a-row championship, NBA championship Celtics from the late 50s to the mid 60s, um, I you know 11 titles. That matches what Phil Jackson did as an NBA head coach between the Bulls and the Lakers in his mm. time at the Lakers. Um, so yeah, just just unreal, and wouldn't see it stopping anytime soon. And one more, and, and there's two more hurdles left. They're going for history. They're yeah. going for the second ever treble in English football next Saturday at Wembley against the, the team that they hate the most on planet mm-hmm. Earth, Manchester United. And then a week later, trip to Istanbul, take on Inter Milan for a Champions League trophy. The one thing that has eluded Man City during this entire dynastic run in the Premier League, they've fallen short in the Champions League every year. They're going for that one. Yeah, and having spent uh, some time in Manchester, uh, that next Saturday will be uh, a very oh. interesting uh, day and build up to that match, that FA Cup final, which you are right in saying is next uh, Saturday. And it's funny, when you talk about great sporting teams, and we're talking about Man City, but you just mentioned a few there as well. It's just amazing how, how it happens sometimes in sport where everything falls the right place, the right time, even here. In rugby league, we've seen, uh, well, many, many years ago, the Dragons winning 11 competitions in a row. That will probably never be repeated again. But we've seen Penrith Panthers, the Roosters over recent years go back to back. There is a bit of, no doubt there's a bit of luck involved, but a lot of good management as well. Yeah, and a lot lot of people criticize Man City for spending a lot of money. And, yeah, they've got money to spend. They've got money to burn at Manchester City, no doubt about it. But as we saw with Chelsea this year, it's how you spend it. Chelsea spent a boatload of money. They're going to finish the bottom half of the Premier League mm. this year for the first time in 27 years, I think, is the amount of time. It's been a long time since Chelsea's been this far down the table. They spent a half a billion dollars mm. or half a billion pounds in, mm. in the transfer market. It's just a ridiculous sum of money. Mm. Uh, and, or, you know, uh, and you know, what have they gotten for it? Nothing. Manchester City has spent a lot of money. They've gotten quality players out of it, but it all comes down to the quality of the player that you get, their work ethic, and the managing and and the and the coaching staff to get the best out of those great players that you buy. Because you could buy a team of all-star players mm. and um, you know wind up doing nothing with them because 
you're not they're not being coached right. A question here from Tim on the text line just before we very quickly get a bit of American sport. How popular is the English Premier League over there in America? We know here it is very popular. Um, there is it. Obviously, you're, you're across every sport in the world, basically. But uh, does it uh, does it rate? Is it on mainstream TV over there? Oh yeah, it's it's on free to air TV. Uh, some okay. games. Uh, NBC has the contract, mm. so they'll usually have a game or two a week on on Saturdays. Mm. Uh, European soccer, European football has become very popular over here in the last last decade or so that NBC's had the contract because they've they've put. You know, good quality broadcasters uh, that NBC are paying for. They're not just using a world feed or anything. So it, it's NBC branded. Uh, they they have committed to showing the Premier League, and it's spilled over as well into the Champions League as well. CBS has that contract, and we've gotten into the knockout stage of the Champions League. Uh, it's on CBS, the free-to-air okay. network CBS, in the middle of the afternoon during the week. Cool. Okay. Well, see, which, yeah. which takes which takes away daytime television, and that's usually a big uh, a big eyeball drawer on on network television is our daytime programming, mm. and to preempt that for European soccer would have been unheard of a decade ago. All right. Yes. Very very interesting. Um, here, of course, uh, it's on Optus Sport, uh, the English Premier League, um, and then uh, various other places where you can see. Uh, the Champions League and the FA Cup and so forth. Only got a couple of minutes left now after our wonderful chat. So let me uh, just get your thoughts on the PGA Championship uh, that ended up yesterday. Yeah, Brooks Kepka wins his fifth major, shot 900 par, shot 67 yesterday. Great, uh, in, in really tough conditions for most of the weekend. Kepka, how about this for a final 54 holes? 66, 66, and 67. When you you had a lot of guys who were struggling to find birdies uh, during the tournament, uh, but he wins by two shots over Victor Hovland, uh, um, Cam Davis, uh, uh, top of the Australian chart, uh, finished tied for fourth at three under par. Cam Smith uh, finished tied for ninth at uh, one under par. But the story of the tournament had to be Matthew Block. Uh, and if this, yes. if you've never heard of this name yes. before, if you've never heard this name before, there's a reason. He is not a touring pro. He's not on the PGA Tour. He is a teaching pro. Mm. And one of the beautiful things about the PGA Championship is that they have 20 spots of the PGA Championship set aside for club pro qualifiers. Mm. Okay, guys who are teaching pros. They work at golf clubs and country clubs as teaching pros working with the grassroots of the game, teaching other people how to play golf, just mm. as a hobby, as mm. something they enjoy, they enjoy doing, or learning how to, mm. you know, ultimately learning how to get better at the game. Matthew Block had the tournament of a lifetime. He qualified in, in one of those 20 spots, and he was high on the leaderboard for a long time this weekend. He wound mm. up finishing tied for 15th at one over, over par, but he had the shot of the tournament. 15th hole yesterday, a hole-in-one on the par 315th. And not just a hole-in-one, but a slam dunk right into Mm. the hole. Didn't even bounce. I did catch a bit of that on the news. What a wonderful tournament for him. That was just uh, sensational to see. Chris, great stuff. You answered the call in the last minute, and you are here uh, talking all things sport. We'll chat to you again on Thursday, get the latest from America, and, of course, uh, we get to do your NRL tips once more. So we look forward to that. We'll chat in a couple of days' time. Sounds good. Nil, nil, still a first half stoppage time in, in Newcastle. Yeah, still nil. Thanks, mate. We'll chat on Thursday.
Sounds good. Have a good day. Chris Perkins from America and John Gallo. All things being well, will be back with me on Friday morning uh, to talk about a big last weekend of the English Premier League. As uh, Chris just said as well, nil all between uh, Leicester City and Newcastle. Third minute of stoppage time. A couple of texts before a break. Uh, this one, three new teams. Central Coast, Illawarra, West Magpies, uh, Dragons and Belmain to stand alone. Uh, and the Tigers... Uh, to align with the Waratah Swiss and Sydney FC to survive. Interesting. Okay. It's, that's an interesting take on things. And this one, uh, hi, Daniel. Great sporting teams of the past. Chicago Bulls, 90s. St. George, 50s, 60s, 11 in a row. Yes, we mentioned uh, that. West Indies, uh, late 70s to early 90s. And great sporting individuals of the past. Heather McKay, uh, uh, late 50s, early 70s, 18 in a row, I think. Rod Laver, two calendar year Grand Slams in 1962 and 1969 before ending his professional ban. Uh, and Tiger Woods before injury hit him. Yeah, a couple of nominations for Tiger Woods. Thank you for that text. Keep them coming in, 0457 736 736. Our text number or the open line number is 1300 01 1170. It is bang on 10 to 6. Company, a couple of texts to finish things off. This one from Dan. He says, morning, Dan. Uh, personally, I would go Perth, uh, Ipswich and Adelaide uh, for his three teams. So another person uh, saying another Queensland team. And another person, we had a caller, Tim from Barrow earlier on, saying uh, Adelaide. Interesting, of course, as I said, we've got our first State of Origin match in Adelaide. Uh, game one of State of Origin uh, on next Wednesday. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the crowd there. You'd imagine be packed for a State of Origin match. And this one, finishing it off with some favourite State of Origin moments. Uh, says, hi, Daniel, favourite State of Origin moment, early 90s, Michael O'Connor converting try a try and pouring rain at the SFS to win the game. Not so favourite moment. Uh, early 90s, last second Mark Coyne try SFS to break our hearts. Thank you for that one. And another one very, very quickly. Uh, this from Powell Tan 76 uh, One Perth Bears, two Darwin Crocodiles and a Bathurst team. Uh, so there you go. Thank you for that text. Thank you for all your texts throughout the course of the morning. Breakfast in Queensland coming up with Patton Heels. They'll be joined by Cam Smith, Daly Cherry Evans and Harry Grant. And for listeners in Sydney with Vossie and James Magnuson, Brandy will join them from State of Origin Camp. Lee Hatchimantelis and Michael Carianis as well. Thanks for your company today. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5am. Breakfast follows the news.